Another loss for the Sabres, but they played pretty well, and they lose two players to different circumstances. That's coming up, talking about it on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have a loss again on the card for the Sabres, 5-4 to four at the hands of the Avalanche, and it is not getting any easier. Excuse me. They fall to the Devils. Next up is the Avalanche. We will recap the New Jersey game. We will preview the Avalanche game, a suspension to talk about, and a big injury to the Sabres to talk about as well. Today's episode of Lockdown Sabres is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Be sure to check us out or check out our YouTube channel. If you do not watch the show, you can do that there. Like and subscribe us um, and be feel free to leave a comment in the comment section and we'll try to address it on the show here if we have time. So, a lot, though, to get to on today's show. Uh, Saturday afternoon, the day after a 5-4 defeat at the hands of the Devils, who are an elite team. They are not just young and up-and-coming anymore. The Devils are an elite hockey team. They are an elite offensive team. Jack Hughes is one of the top five players in the world today. He is that good. He had a very slow start as a number one overall pick. He only had 52 points combined in his first two seasons, 99 points last year, and he is leading the NHL this year with now 18 points in seven games, including a goal in uh, in this game against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, did he get on the score sheet for an assist? Let me double check. I did not have that written in my notes, but I feel like in my mind he did. Uh, he did not. One goal, uh, but still. His 18th point of the season. He's unbelievable. Jesper Brat is unbelievable. I want to talk about his goal in a little bit. But a lot to get to. And I do want to start with the news that Connor Clifton, Sabres defenseman, has been suspended two games by the National Hockey League for a hit to the head of Devils young player, uh, star even, Nico Heischer. Um, Heischer get hit in the head by Clifton. I thought it was deserved. But it was close. Clifton, I don't think, is has any vicious intent. I think he is trying to hit Heischer in the chest. And it just kind of happened that Heischer was bent over and kind of leaned forward a little bit more than Clifton thought. I think he was trying to drill him in the chest. And Heischer was a little bit more bent over than he thought, and he hit him in the head. Now, he didn't jump. He didn't lift his feet off the ice. He wasn't charging into him. It wasn't boarding but you hit the guy in the head and he has a concussion. He did not return in the game. And Lindy Ruff announced on Saturday morning that he sure will miss the devil's next game. And he doesn't know past that. So they don't know the timeline at this point for a a top six important player to that franchise. Um, So Clifton deserved the suspension. I do think though, that's just kind of how it goes, right? Like Clifton is a physical player. He wants to hit people. And I think that just kind of comes with the territory of playing like that. In today's NHL, you can't hit guys in the head. 
But in today's NHL, for how fast guys move, you also can't really avoid it. So if you're going to play like that, you know, it might, it's probably going to happen to you once in a while. So I don't think Clifton had any vicious intent. It did cost the Sabres, um, you know, that power play. I mean, I guess the, the first goal on that after that penalty was at four on four, but anyways, a lot more to get to other than that. Clifton will exit. We'll let you know a little bit later on. We preview Sabres and Avalanche who's going in for Clifton in the next couple of games, but the bigger lineup thing that I want to talk about is another player that left that devil's game early. This was not because of a, an ejection, of course. This was because of an injury. Eric Comrie is injured. And I can't believe, if you had, I came on this show the day after the Sabres lost and gave up 10 goals to the Dallas Stars last year. And Eric Comrie sat in goal and allowed every single one of them. And I said the next day that Eric Comrie should never play another second for the Buffalo Sabres. I never need to see him play again for Buffalo. And now I wake up this morning and think, what a, what a 180. Now I think, wow, they can't afford Comrie getting injured. They can't afford Comrie getting injured. But here he is, week to week, with a lower body injury, and we all know what lower body injury means. Coaches can try to hide it. Teams can try to hide it. We all saw Comrie not be able to put any weight on his right leg. It is a right leg injury for Eric Comrie. So week to week, I mean, who knows how long that could be. And what's funny is this is right around the time last year when Comrie got injured. And remember, this was said about him that he never really got back to full health. He never really got that rhythm back after getting injured. So who knows if this could even derail his entire season. But here's why it's important. Comrie was playing good. And last night even, he has that one sprawling glove save where he's coming across the ice. And it was after a three-save sequence in a row. He was playing well in that game and has been playing well all year. And that goes back to the preseason. I said in the preseason that I thought he earned being the team's number two. Well, so far in the regular season, he's earned being the team's number one. So far this year, out of 68 goaltenders that have played in the NHL, goals saved above expected. Where does Eric Comrie rank? 19th. 19th out of 68. That's really good. Very strong for him. Now, he leaves. You know why this is really important? Because Devin Levi's still hurt. And I guess there's hope he'll be back next week. But for now... It is the UPL show, and that scares me. Now, I think I went a little bit too far. I, I got a lot. You know what happened the other night? The Sabres get the win over Ottawa, but they almost blew it. And I thought, you know, this just kind of happens with Lukanen. And I got a lot of – I didn't think they were all necessarily his fault, but I got a lot of, man, like, how can you hate on Lukanen for that performance? Like, the defense completely let him down. So I went back and watched the end of that Ottawa game. And that's absolutely right. UPL deserved no blame for that end of that Ottawa game. But it was still more of a joke that, like, he's just in goal. You're going to end up giving up five goals. Just It's a, it's a natural uh, space that you're going to fall into. So here's Lukanen comes in relief of Comrie, and he allows three goals. And I did like, and this is not, I, I know I'm kind of talking both sides of my mouth here. This is not, this is not, you know, geared at the people that said he didn't deserve blame for the Ottawa game because I think that's right. But Anthony from uh, Expected Buffalo tweeted that Lukanen is, it, it's incredible. He's never seen anything like it with another goalie where he gives up five goals every game and they're never his fault. 
There's always an apologist out there to tell you UPL actually really only should have allowed like one or two were his fault. And I do think in the Ottawa game, that was fair. Most times it's not with this guy. So Lukanen comes in, he allows three goals and the Eric Halla breakaway in the, on the power play in the second period. Okay. Should he have to stop that? No, he shouldn't be faced with a breakaway. But here comes Eric Halla down the center of the ice, and he's got a breakaway one-on-one with you. And he goes, nothing fancy. Forehand, backhand, roofs it. The whole net is there. And Lukanen, that's a trend for him because he is very bad in the shootouts. And so it wouldn't be surprised that an all-alone breakaway, he's not going to help you out. So there was that one. The Jack Hughes goal uh, in the to start the third period, 209 on the power play in the third, that's a wrist shot from an elite player, but he's way outside the faceoff circle. He's almost at the point. It's a wrist shot that goes posting in. It's a well-placed shot. It's not necessarily hard, and nobody is screening Lukanen. Nobody is screening him. He has got a visual lane all the way from himself to Jack Hughes. There's no reason why an NHL goaltender should beat by that shot by anybody. You should not get beat by that shot. The third goal, I don't think was his fault. Halla, second goal of the game, uh, I, deflection in front of the net. Like, what are you going to do? I don't think that was necessarily his fault. But Lukanen does worse than what he faces on the larger scale. And the expected goals number is supposed to tell you that. It's supposed to take out the player and just show, well, what is on him versus what's on his defense. So goal save above expected. I mentioned Comrie is 19th out of 68 goalies this year. And Lukanen is 60th. He's right back to a bottom 10 guy like he really has always been in the NHL. 60th out of 68. Now, Comrie saves about a half a goal above expected per game, which means every two games, Comrie's going to, if he played like this for a whole season, Comrie would save one more goal for every for every two games than what you would expect. That's really good. Lukanen, meanwhile, allows almost a goal and a half per game below expected, which means if for what an average goaltender should give you, he's allowing a goal and a half per game. Three goals for every two games that are going into your net that shouldn't be. And three goals on every two games, that's going to cost you wins. A lot of wins. In fact, if you look at Comrie's number, it's two goals below what Comrie's been. Two goals per game? You can't ask your team to score two extra goals per game because who you have in net. So now, because Comrie's week to week, I'm in the Devin Levi save us mode. And I, I hope that he doesn't have to, but I hope Lukanen improves, but I'm just not buying it. He hasn't showed it in the NHL or the AHL. Why am I supposed to expect it to get better? The guy hasn't been a top-level goalie since the OHL. It's been a long time ago. Levi, if you're wondering, by the way, he is day-to-day. And Granado said the hope is he'll join the team on Tuesday. So that can't come soon enough. The Sabres play Sunday afternoon against Colorado. It's going to be Lukanen. And then Wednesday, they start a home-and-home with Philadelphia. And I think they need Levi. They need Levi, and they need him healthy because – I don't think you can trust Lukanen to play more than one every, every three games. And at this rate, man, I, I'm ready to try anything else. Anything else. This is why they should have traded for a goalie in the offseason. This is why. Because Lukanen is right back to be, having to play. 
Why can't there be somebody else? Go trade him now with a pick to get somebody else. Like, that's what I would be doing. I would be calling around trying to find a goalie because they should have done that in the offseason. And now I got to hope Comrie comes back and is healthy and that this injury doesn't derail his year. It's all bad in that again. Time out here when we come back. More breakdown of the Sabres loss to New Jersey. Some of the stats from the game. And also we'll get to the preview against the Colorado Avalanche. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by Jace Medical. It's the Jace case, people. Go to jacemedical.com. Check it out. Five life-saving antibiotics in every Jace case. You can now customize the different uh, drugs that you want in your Jace case. Continually working to expand their medication offerings in those recent efforts. They've added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. So check it out. Personalized emergency medication kit includes five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can customize your case, as I mentioned, and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. If you go to jacemedical.com and enter the code Locked on, where you could also, by the way, buy a gift card you could check out for your family or your loved ones, uh, get a Jace case of their own. Enter the code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. The Sabres get the win. They fall. Why did I say they get the win? They didn't win. You know why? Because I was about to launch into how I thought they outplayed the New Jersey Devils at 5-on-5, which if you're trying to determine how good your team is, that's the way to do it. Here are the numbers. The Sabres lose 5-4. to They were outshot in the game in totality, 39-27. to but a big reason was the additional power play minutes that New Jersey got. They were on the power play for nine minutes of power play time while the Sabres only got four. And that five minutes might not sound like a lot, but it's a big deal. It's a 12th of the game where you are just going to dominate. So, and I'll show you why. Scoring chances in this game at five on five, the Sabres 22, the Devils 22. If you expand that out, the Devils beat the Sabres 39 to 29. Big difference when you expand it to all situations. At just five on five, they were exactly the same. Shot attempts at five on five. The Devils, 44. The Sabres, 39. But because so many of the Sabres shot attempts were coming in the slot and in prime scoring areas, expected goals in this game at five on five. New Jersey, 1.3. Buffalo, 2.3. The Sabres were the better team. I thought, my eyes told me, they were moving the puck well. They were possessing the puck well. They were finding the scoring areas and getting to them. And New Jersey plays an up-and-down style, so they're going to allow you to do that a little bit. They were, I thought, the better team at 5-on-5. But the Devils drew penalties, and that counts, and that matters, and that's a part of 5-on-5 play, too. Um, So they did that well enough, and Clifton you know, had a bad hit that gave them an extra power play uh, look, and they won the game. And their expected goals in all situations was higher than the Sabres. So five on five, it was Buffalo, but all situations, it was Jersey. Looking at some of the goals in the game, the Sabres, this is where I thought they played well. Like, like they got some breaks too, right? Like J.J. Paterka's first goal. There's a break there and there is skill on display. Luke Hughes slips and falls. And that's going to happen once in a while, right? That's a lucky break because otherwise the Devils are in good position defensively there until Hughes falls, and now it's basically a mini breakaway for for Paterka. But I will give Paterka a lot of credit. That's a great finish. That is 
over the shoulder of Vitek Venacek, the Devils goaltender. That is barred down. That is a great shot by Paterka to get his third goal of the season. You got a really nice skill play between Jordan Greenway, Alex Tuck, and Tage Thompson. Greenway digging the puck out in the corner. He pushes it down low to Tuck, a little behind the back pass, if you will, to get it out to Thompson in the slot. And Thompson with a trademark goal that he hasn't had in a while where he goes around the goalie and then tucks it in behind him. Um, forehand, backhand, below the, below the goal, goal line, and then he tucks it through past the post for a really nice goal by Thompson, his fourth of the season. And then the Darlene goal. The Darlene goal is just a blast of a shot. Again, nice possession by the Sabres. They did a good job making some passes on that play and uh, establishing a zone time. Um, So they did earn the goal while also got a little bit of a break because Darlene rips that thing and it goes off a devil, changes direction, and finds its way past Venacek. Uh, Darlene getting his first goal of the season. Cousins, that's a nice goal too, right? Like that's, again, he enters the zone. He cuts to the middle. And the puck gets whacked off his stick before he's able to get an amazing scoring chance. But the Sabres corral it. They get it to a poso behind the net. And he puts it to Cousins. And Cousins has a nice shot to find a little bit of room on the post to go short side from a bad angle. And at that point, I'm like, man, the Sabres are destined to win this game. But they gave up goals immediately after. They, they fell apart a couple times defensively. And they did not have a goalie that could bail them out that was in the net. And that's the worst part. Venacek on the night. He allowed four. He wasn't great either, but that there was a second period flurry where Venacek scored three saves in a row, incredible saves all in the middle. He stopped a break, two breakaways. Like there were four or five chances in this game where I thought the Sabres should have scored and the Devils who have a really good goalie, Venacek, who used to be a backup level goaltender and has developed into more than that. He's been great. He's been great for them. For over a year now. And there's a goalie that was able to, to bail them out in bad spots. I'm going to make a big save for you. And he did. And that's a big reason why they won. And Vanacek's one of those guys that was just sitting out there. Third round pick. They traded for him before last season. Like, yeah, you could have just had him for a third. Nothing. And the Devils got him. And now they have a, a legitimate starting goaltender. And that's a big reason. That's a huge reason why the young upstart Devils are a legit contender. And the young upstart Sabres are not yet. Because they've got a goalie they can rely on. They went for a guy outside the organization. Sabres have not yet done that. Timeout here. The Sabres fall to the Devils. What's next? It doesn't get any easier. I can tell you that. I can tell you what the lines will look like, though, against Colorado. Sunday at 1 o'clock. We'll preview it. Coming up on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, we are presented by Sleeper. I love Sleeper. I'm all over Sleeper. I'm a Sleeper all day today trying to make fantasy trades. Um, it's the most user-friendly app. I never have to go. There's some apps, some sites that I have complaints about. And I'll tell you, I'm right here, right now. I'm sure Sleeper won't mind. Other sites that are not Sleeper, other apps. I I go to the app, and there's things I can't do on the app that I want to. And I've got to go to my computer. Sometimes not home. I can't even do it. But I got to wait till I get home. Then I got to go down. I got to start my computer up and then do it on the website because it's not available. What some function that I want is not available on the app. There is not a single function on the Sleeper website that is not available on the app. Everything is available on the app. It is the best user-friendly app in the fantasy space. And it is not just season-long fantasy. You know, this is this is a lot of fantasy football for me, but daily fantasy as well. And 
Daily Fantasy Hockey. Check it out. You can look through a list of Sabre players. You could pick a bunch of over-unders for different stats, maybe shots on goals, one that I like to do a lot. You can win big with Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Um, all you got to do, pick a player. Pick Tage, an over-under for uh, shots on goal in a given game. And to win a $100 bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. So not just Tage, but pick seven others. If you predict them all 100 times for that promotion, you heard me, you can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers to so start paying attention and nail your picks. So you can start winning big. Use the promo code locked on NHL. You'll get up to a $100 match as well. in your first deposit terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Sabres and Avalanche does not get any easier for the Sabres on Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock. This will be interesting for you Bills and Sabres fans, football fans, because Bills already played on Thursday night, so they cleared the decks. Sabres have a 1 o'clock available to them if they want, and they could get people in the building, I think. But they're still competing with the NFL. And I know for me, I'm doing the t- the double TV on Sunday, I'll have the Saber game on one screen and Red Zone on the other. But I wonder how many fans, I wonder how many fans will go to this game because you're going to really need a fan that wants to skip the whole day of football. But you could do, you could just say, screw it. I'm going to go to the Saber game, watch the four o'clock football games later and Sunday night, I'll get my fix. Um, but I wonder how much that will take away from them. Um, so we'll see. It's black and red, hockey, Halloween. Super cool. Uh, and you got to wear, you got to wear black and red when you're doing a hockey Halloween. So the Goatheads, which means the Sabres can't lose, even though I kind of hesitate to say that because Colorado can't lose either. Colorado is 6-1 and one on the season. They are right back at it as one of the best hockey teams in the league, and right now I think I think they are the best hockey team in the league today. If I were picking, did I do it? Maybe I even did a preseason. How do I not remember who my Stanley Cup pick was? I'll look it up. But either way, if I were picking a Stanley Cup champion today, I would pick Colorado. I think I did pick Colorado so far this year. They're second in expected goals for their third in scoring chance percentage. They're fourth in shot attempt percentage compared to their opponents. They dominate teams. That's what they do. They're super fast. McKinnon, McCarr are two. The, I think the best one, two duo in all of hockey, given they play different positions. And I think McKinnon's probably the second best forward in the league. And I think McCarr is the best defenseman in the league. Uh, Colorado is really nice. Um, looking at oh, some of their stats, for this year. Uh, hold on one second. I had it open and I closed it. The Avalanche this season. Miko Rantanen leading the way. 12 points. He's a super underrated player because he kind of rides shotgun to McKinnon. Uh, 12 points in seven games. Makar, nine points in seven games. McKinnon, seven points in seven games. Those are the big three. They don't have Gabriel Landeskog available to them. You know, big, big uh, injury to Landeskog at... Um, is going to have him out of this game. So don't don't count on him. Uh, Bowen Byram, also a nice young defenseman as well. And Alex Georgiev has been their star goaltender. He has started seven games so far this year. Uh, I don't know if they'll transition away from him. I think, you know, the writing is on the wall that they're going to ride him in the ground. Um, and the Avalanche are not on a back-to-back. They play not till Wednesday. Um and they've been off since Thursday. So they're kind of smack dab in the middle. One game in five nights. I don't think that they're going to 
or, or one game in six nights, even if you want, or five nights, whatever. I don't think they're, I think they're playing Georgia is all I would say, but we don't know that yet. Um, the Sabres lineup is as follows looking for uh, the couple of changes in this game. And with that suspension to Clifton, Jacob Bryson enters the lineup. Now he'll play on the third pair with Eric Johnson. That's who he was skating with at practice. Um, Bryson is just kind of a guy. He's a little bit of a fun player, you know, skates around. Uh, definitely less physical than the guys replacing in Connor Clifton. So let's see if Bryson can establish himself as a regular NHLer this year, or if we're going to be right back where we've been with him, which is, okay, this guy can play in the NHL, but he might be more of a tweener between the AHL and the NHL. Look at it down there in goal. Devin Cooley is going to back up Uka Pekalukkanen. Who? Guy who has a slug mask. I'll tell you that. He's got the slug on his mask. Devin Cooley, 26 years old, career AHLer and ECHLer, uh, long, a longtime college hockey player, was really good in college. He's never played in the NHL, but he's played well in the AHL. He's played better than Lukanen has, by the way, in the AHL. Last year for Milwaukee, a nice 909 save percentage, pretty good. Scoring was up in the AHL, just like the NHL. He was even better in the playoffs with a 920. And this year, off to a good start, 301-1 with the Amherst. Uh, had a nice camp, and uh, the Sabres feel that he has earned that third starting, that fourth job uh, over Dustin Tokarski. So it's Cooley, or Michael Hauser, too. But Cooley's getting the call up. He'll back up Uka Pekka Lukanen. I doubt he'll get a game because Levi should be back by Wednesday. But if Lukanen starts to fail, I would not hesitate to put Cooley in. I, I'm really, I'm that low on Lukanen. If Lukanen gives up a couple quick ones, put Cooley in. Forward, I skip right over forward. Zach Benson enters the lineup, and he's going to do it on the top line with Tage Thompson, Jordan Greenway. Now, Granado said he wants to get three scoring lines, which is why he did this. Because in the last little bit, he has kind of had two top lines and then a third line that's okay, but he wants three good scoring lines. So he is splitting up Thompson, Middlestead, and Cousins again. Thompson with Benson and Greenway. Let's see if Thompson can run his own line. Middlestat with Paterka and Greenway, or with and Skinner, and then Cousins with Olofsson and Tuck. Meanwhile, Peyton Krebs will skate with Zemgus Gergensens and Kyle Poso. Those are your forwards for Sabres and Avalanche, the expected lineup. One o'clock Sunday. Sabres are a big underdog, as you could expect, against Colorado. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the goat heads. And they can enjoy the black and red uh, because we don't get to see them all the time. Uh, but they usually do pretty well when they're in them. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Sabres podcast, making us your first listen every day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.